hey, angels, swing the bat. Swing it. And our robot umps on the way. And is Taylor Ward the next Jared Walsh? We'll talk about all of that. And angels, swing the bat. Swing it. You're locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. Happy Tuesday. You are with the Frisch Brothers. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Woo! We got to get right into it. We're going to talk about the Astro game on Monday night, Mike. Swing the bat, Angels. (laughs) Swing the bat. I don't know how many times they're going to stand there and they're going to watch... And they're going to watch every pitch. And and we're going to get into this later on when we talk about the umpires, but they're making their strike zone very clear. And it just seems like the Angels are still hoping that the strike zone is actually what the strike zone should be. Right. And Jared Walsh at the end of that game, man, it's like, just swing the bat. Like, you got to <laughs> swing the bat because we needed some runs. Don't try to draw a walk. And we don't have Mike Trout. And gosh, I could... Can you just save me, John? Can you save me here? Well, let's start at the beginning. Of course, this start came with Michael Lorenzen on the mound, and it wasn't terrible. It wasn't last week's outing against the Marlins. He did get into a bit of a jam, uh, but I have to say that so many of those calls at the top of the zone that were not strikes that he was hitting at the top of the zone, that was just ridiculous because the very next inning, you get Andrew Velasquez rung up on strikes in the same exact spot, the same place. And to your point about the umpires, you got to learn the zone, right? You got to learn how they're gonna. Okay, if that's the if that's the zone you're gonna make, if it's a if it's a jigsaw puzzle shape like the stupid stadium <laughs> we're playing in and in Houston, uh, then that's the case. But uh, I just think that Michael Lorenzen definitely got the squeeze. And against a tough team. I mean, it's Jordan Alvarez came back. He was uh, on the COVID list. I blame Dr. Fauci because they changed the rules from 10 days to five days. So <laughs> he came back uh, uh, sooner than expected, which is great. I'm glad he's healthy. I'm glad he's fine. But he right. punished us in Just this not game. against us. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> so I, I, I think that when it comes to Lorenzen, you're right about the calls, but I think that what we discovered with Lorenzen is something that we talked about last week when he pitched against the Marlins. I asked the question, was he good because it's the Marlins? And you said, I think it's like level one, right? Like he's working up to the next level and he didn't look bad against the Astros. Right. The calls were tough. I wasn't, I wasn't unimpressed. Like you said, it wasn't terrible. There's hope there, right? Yeah. But he's going to be fine. I think the thing that's really frustrating about the Angels starting pitching, and and they're not bad, they're just not at that level of, man, we can expect at least five innings. Outside of Thor, we can expect expect four and a third or three and a third, and we just got to get a little bit further into the game. And so I'm hopeful that at the end of this month, after we really get into the rhythm of the season, we'll be able to see more of that from the starting pitching. I want to congratulate Jose Siri for getting a job with the WWE uh, for the tremendous sell job of getting the hit by pitch and uh, getting on first base and, and, and getting in a run there. So congrats to him. He'll make a fantastic professional wrestler. He'll be able to sell 
a fake punch and a fake kick. And Absolutely. He's going to look great. He's already on the heel team, so he can, uh, <laughs> no heel turn needed for him, right? Somebody said from the front angle, it looked like he's got his glove. But from the side angle, that was all bad. I don't know how a- they missed that. And even my daughter, who's 13, who watches <laughs> baseball because I watch baseball and will come out occasionally and sit next to me to snuggle and watch baseball and ask questions and then leave like 10 minutes later, goes, <laughs> that hit the bat. And I was like, yeah, but the but the umpire's called Rob Manfred and he loves the Astros. And right. so he decided that it wasn't a foul that it actually hit the guy. And so they like to have the Astros win. And she goes... Really? And I go, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's, the, truth. that's the, the truest thing I've ever told you, honey. <laughs> the hard and fast truth. Rob Manfred's favorite team strikes again. The umpires are in on it, and they call to New York City to get the review, and Rob Manfred personally answered the phone and said, no, 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 that hit him. That hit him. <laughs> Good this... grief, man. No, hold on. Let me go off for a minute. Yeah, go ahead. I go can't ahead, believe I, between the squeeze and between this ridiculous hit-by-pitch, the sell job, which came like 1.5 seconds after he got hit in the hand, quote-unquote, and then with Mike Trout taking an 81-mile-an-hour slider to the top of his hand yesterday and seeing one of the toughest guys in the world wince in pain the way that Trout did. Jose Siri pretends that he got hit by a, a pitch that breezed past his hand, and, oh, my hand, and now he walks in a run. <laughs> I just, I, it's unreal. It's unreal. That's now my I know why. Now I know why Locked On has a YouTube page, and ours is going to be up soon, because they got to see <laughs> your red face right now, because it is a beautiful thing. He is fired up. He's mad. Speaking of Trout, yeah. This lineup without Trout felt a bit like last year, like when the bases yeah. were loaded and Otani was up and they pitched to him twice and then they're like, nah, put him on. Right. And then Taylor Ward comes up and and God bless Taylor Ward. He is not Mike Trout. No. And he popped out and that was a key turning point in the game. Yeah. And without Rendon in the lineup as well, he's got the stomach bug. Uh, I blame Beckham Trout. Because Trout's a new parent and probably doesn't realize <laughs> that your kids are going to get you sick yes. every five days. Yes. And so the, the stomach bug went from Beckham to Mike to Anthony you need, Rendon. You need one of those like vitamin C things in like your cup the, every day, Trout. Emergency like you need or the airborne? Emergency. That's what you need, right? <laughs> Father of a newborn. I've been there and they get you sick when you've never been sick before. <laughs> well, and we'll talk about Ward a little bit later because we are going to ask the question, is he kind of like the next Jared Walsh? And speaking right. of Walsh... Man, without Walsh at first base, some of those plays don't get made, right? Dude, he's Wally Joyner. He's yeah. uh, JT Snow. Like, he yeah. is that guy over there. And I, I don't know what it is with our throws to first base, but it feels like me playing church league softball throwing to first base, <laughs> which, by the way, is terrible. And and so those throws just don't seem to be steady. But when he's over there, man, that guy can stretch. He's doing ballet, and he's getting yeah. the outs. And it's, it's great to have him at first base. I think he's going to be in gold glove contention at the end of the year. I hope so. Um, As we look at Tuesday and Wednesday, I know we dropped the game, but again, we're all about series here. Not Jose Siri, but series. (laughs) A faker. (laughs) So uh, on Tuesday, we have Patrick Sandoval versus Framber Valdez. Sandoval's second inning has been his most difficult inning, right, Mike? Yes. Yeah. He's really, really struggled and, and, having teams really come up against him so that first inning he looks strong and then it seems like the second inning they've figured out some things so if he can get through that second inning and and look dominant then I think the Angels have a really good shot against the Astros then Wednesday we have Shohei Otani on the mound versus Jake Odorizzi last time we saw Odorizzi 
he went four innings pitch, six hits, and two earned runs. So I think that we might be able to have some success against Odorizzi on Wednesday. Hopefully, and hopefully we can get a a good victory tomorrow, and then it'd be great to be able to take the series right now yeah. at 500, and and we're still in contention, which is great. I know it's early, but it's it's these games that are necessary and are impactful for later in the season, and so I would love for the Angels to get today's game. Coming up on Locked On Angels, we debate the validity of robot umps versus human umps but first locked on angels is brought to you by bet online check out betonline.net it's your number one source for all betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season which we're talking about bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about Trends and action. Bet online. It's where the game starts, Jonathan. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You're going to get recaps of all the MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, John, I have a thought for you that I would love to discuss. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I am of the opinion that Taylor Ward has the potential to be the next Jared Walsh. Okay, in what way? So let me explain the thought process here. Okay. So Walshy came out of nowhere Right, we, we heard his name, but he was not going to be who he actually has been, especially last year. All we heard was that he was the uh, cow milking champion. And yes, the, that was, uh, that and was the two, only thing on his resume. <laughs> and a two-way player because he could pitch and hit. That's right. So we didn't hear his name in like the conversation of like a Trout or an Adele or Marsh, except when it came to milking cows. And in the 2020 season, he really actually came out of nowhere, played 32 games, nine home runs, 26 RBIs at a 971 OPS. And I think we all as fans went, oh, maybe there's something there. He's pretty good. Right. And so then it was the 2021 season. We're like, all right, this is going to be like the prove me right or prove Mm -hmm. me wrong season. In 144 games, we all know he was an all-star, 29 home runs, 98 RBIs, an 850 OPS, played left field in the all-star game and had a game-winning catch, like wasn't ever in left field before and decided right. to play left field in that <laughs> game. So the the phrase that I want to use for him is a phrase you've used for other players. He was sneaky and unexpectedly good. Mm-hmm. So I share mm-hmm. all of that because I think Taylor Ward has the potential to be sneaky and unexpectedly good. Can I tell you why? Hit me. He's getting a full-time shot to play full-time. Yeah. He's not yeah. coming in and filling in and doing those Like types last of year. Yeah. Right. Like last he's year. He's getting a shot to play a position where he seems to be comfortable. Yeah. Getting in the better outfield. In, re- in right field. Yeah, right? definitely. There's not this pressure on him to be great. Like, there's no Adele hype. There's no Marsh hype. We have Otani in the lineup. Yeah. We have Trout when he's healthy. We have Rendon. So it's not like he has to be the one to come through and prove everybody right and get the big base hit. Although in last night's game, he was up, but Trout was out. And so those types of things aren't going to happen too often for him. Sure. 
And he's already made somewhat of an impact. He had a home run on Saturday. He went one for three with two walks on Sunday. And and I think we're going to see more of an impact in this series and in the next series against Baltimore. So have I convinced you, John, that Taylor Ward has the potential to be the next Jared Walsh? I'm still waiting on whether or not Taylor Ward can be the next Jared Walsh. And here's why. He's got to recognize that they let go of Justin Upton so that he could play full time. So that a combination of Marsh, Adele, and Ward could play together in the outfield with Trout. And so in the same way, the same narrative kind of applies to Jared Walsh in that they let Pujols go so that Walsh could be the everyday first baseman, right? Right. I think with, with Taylor Ward, he has to have his moment. Coming back and hitting that home run Saturday was awesome. Jared Walsh gave us that that game-tying grand slam against the New York Yankees off of Roldis Chapman. Yep. He gave us the he-went-to-Jared moment against yep. the White Sox it last season. It endeared him, right? Yes, like All of a sudden, he became a part of us. Exactly, exactly. And I look at Taylor Ward, and I think that there's a little more room for growth. And okay. the reason I say that is I look at an example like last night. He is uh, up to bat. And they're throwing slider, slider, and getting him to chase in the moment where I believe I believe the bases were loaded. They were, or yes. Or he had an opportunity to drive in some runs. It would have changed the face of the game. Absolutely. He would have taken the lead. But I, I have to look at that situation, and Mark Gubaza said this on the broadcast, that the defense was set up for a slider away, so it was a very telling sign of what the pitcher was going to do. And sure enough, it was a slider away. Taylor chased it and popped up. And that was the end of the inning. Right. And so uh, to me, that says, Taylor, you got to read the room. You got to look around, see how they're defending you, see how they're setting up. Think about the previous pitches that he's thrown you and how he's going to try to get you to chase that slider. Now, I know we don't have a direct feed of Mark Gubiza to the players. We should because Gubi <laughs> knows what the heck he's talking about Good at call. all times. So I just think that Taylor Ward probably has a little bit more room to grow before he is the jared walsh type i think that he can get there and i think that coming back on saturday hitting the home run having a great game on sunday was great i think that he can get there and i think that he will be somebody that we can count on moving forward now here's the problem if mark gubazo was able to actually speak to the players through technology is there would be a delay and so it wouldn't get to them on time <laughs> with Bally Sports West and all of their ridiculousness over the last week. Hey, they were weekend, live. Right? They were live. They were live, and that was great, and we appreciate that. Because now, everyone complained. That's why they were live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they're listening. That's a great right. thing. Now, when it comes to Taylor Ward, do you think this conversation is different if he came through last night? 100%. 100%. Okay. So he's yeah. got to do something, do you think, in this series to, to prove to you and to Angel fans that he actually could be the next Jared Walsh, or is is there some grace for him in your mind for the next couple gr- of series? There's grace right now for this Houston series because it's Houston, and we're also missing Mike Trout and possibly Rendon. Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah. But with those guys in the lineup, I think that takes the pressure off of the rest of the guys, including yeah. Taylor Ward. And so... If he has a big moment where he's the hero and it's not Otani or Trout or Rendon or Walsh and he gets to be the hero for the night, I think that that's going to be his his turning point and his big moment. Yeah, the previous games, I think having 
these big boppers in the lineup have proved that he's a little bit more relaxed because his yeah. numbers show that. Now, right. mind you, it was the Rangers, but I do think that he was a bit more relaxed and, and didn't feel the pressure of having to come through because he does have these guys around him. And so I'm hopeful that Trout can be in the lineup today or at least tomorrow or even Rendon. Like, get him some Pepto and let's get him back in the lineup as well. <laughs> and where would you put Ward? I think Ward at least fifth or sixth because I think okay. if you're like, hey, you're the guy tonight, you're your trout, your Rendon, that's yeah. just adding to that pressure yeah. that I don't think that he's ready for yet. And, and I think tonight- you're smart. I think you're smart because when you think about it, like you're you're in a position where you have your boppers out of the lineup and Otani's kind of in that vulnerable position again. And so you mm-hmm. got to put somebody behind him to protect him. I yeah. guess they didn't want to go lefty lefty with Otani and, and, and Walsh, but you got to put somebody behind him to protect him. And right. if you don't, what happened last night is going to happen more often until Trout comes back. They're going to walk Otani, and they're going to pitch to the next guy. This episode of Lockdown Angels is brought to you by Rock Auto. Have you ever tried to work on your car or truck and realized you didn't have the part that you needed? What do you do in that moment? Never fear, rockauto.com is here. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. The good news is that Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And the great news is that Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. Check out their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure that you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you, that Mike and I sent you. Yeah. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Johnny, been looking forward to this conversation because <laughs> You're you are me. you are the king of the memes when it comes to <laughs> the umpires. If you haven't been to the Super Halo Brothers page at Super Halo Bros or even the Locked On page at Locked On Angels, you'll you'll you're missing John's great meme when it comes to like the umpire scorecard. And so we're gonna talk about and debate robot umps versus human umps. Right. John where is your head at? Where's your heart at? Tell me about your fandom. Are you more in favor of robot umps or are you actually leaning <laughs> towards keeping the human umps there? I don't think that we need to go to robot umps yet. And okay. it's so easy to understand why. There's no accountability when it comes to human umpires. We we literally have umpire scorecards on Twitter who does an incredible job And if you haven't seen those before, make sure you go to umpire scorecards on Twitter because you're going to see just how poorly these umpires are handling the games. The series against the Texas Rangers this past weekend was terrible. It was. This game on Monday was terrible. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that scorecard when it comes out. But I have to say that there's no accountability for these umpires, at least that we're aware of. The fact that these guys can continue to be bad and then still continue to umpire major league games is seriously ridiculous. It is. And and so I, I'd i like to propose two thoughts to you, and I want you to get your thoughts on, on both. Okay. So here's my proposal for accountability 
for human umpires. Okay. And it's a combination of human and human interaction and then human and robot interaction. The first one oh, I'm going to say okay. is a bit complicated. So stay okay. with me. The second one is a whole lot more simple and you can decide. <laughs> You're going to vote. All right. You're going to vote which Got one it. you like better. All right. So here's the complicated one. Each umpire gets a weekly scorecard and there's a standard that's set for accuracy. So okay. let's say that the standard is they got to get 95% of their calls correct over oh. a period of a week. Okay. So the ratio will will be set by MLB and maybe players. Maybe it's a part of the negotiations, right? Sure. I think the ratio then should be tougher in close games or like games that matter. So like mm. rivalry games, playoff games. Hey, okay. we're one game out of of taking the division or something like that. And so uh, the ratios can maybe be higher or tougher. And and obviously all of that is negotiable. Mm -hmm. And if the weekly ratio drops below 95%, then that ump actually is not allowed to call games the next week. Ooh, There's somebody that would replace them or they wouldn't actually be behind the plate. They'd be at third. They'd be uh, at first. They'd be somewhere else on the diamond. And if their calls don't improve after a certain amount of weeks, then they're sent down and a quality minor league umpire is brought up to the major leagues. Mm, So what do you think? Initially, I know it's kind of complicated. There's a lot of wording there, a lot of verbiage. What do you initially think as a fan when you hear me talk about that? They have to hit a certain accuracy rate in their calls to stay in the major leagues. I think that's great. Yeah. And then if they aren't qualified to call a playoff game, even even being a first base umpire or third base umpire, we saw what happened in the Dodgers Giants playoff game last season. They called that a strike when it was clearly not a strike, right, a swinging right. strike, a check swing. And they All my Dodger fans him. were like, ooh, we got away one. Yeah, away with one no there. kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Even Dodger fans were like, yeah, we really got away with that. Yeah. But I mean, the same thing happened to Matt Duffy last week too, where it was like obviously not a check, or it was a check swing and obviously not a strike. Right. And so I think that having an accuracy meter of sorts is a really good idea. What's your second idea? All right, so this one's a, a, a very simple one, and it's a combination of human umps and robot umps. So okay. human umps make all the calls, but specifically in the strike zone, if a strike or a ball is questioned, then they immediately go to a robot ump to give clarity. So they go to a replay, they go to something behind them, there's a there's a video screen, it shows them where the ball was, because we see it immediately on television, so mm-hmm. they should have access to that as well. And a batter or a team can question one call per bat or one call per inning. I think per at bat might take some time and it might yeah, get that's convoluted. Slow down the game. But maybe one call per inning. And and if a question happens, it's a quick turn to the monitor to check, and then they can make the call. So what do you think about that? I like that, but I do think that it would take a little bit more time in the inning. So I think if you did once per inning or maybe once per three innings, you could challenge a call. And obviously, you're right. We have the graphic on the screen. They have much better technology at the stadium. So if they needed to check on a striker ball, then they could do that in the moment and do it quickly. I think that that's a smart idea. Can I talk about the umpire announcing the way that they announce the decisions like they do in, in the NFL? Yeah. What is the point of announcing something that I can already tell what the decision is when you gesture with your hands. (laughs) All that they have told us so far this season is that Anaheim is challenging the call. The call in the field stands. 
okay, you could have told me that with your hands. What, right. Tell me why the call stands. Right. Tell me why Jose Siri was hit by pitch in the review. They explain nothing. Right. And so this whole, like, wannabe NFL thing that they're doing right now makes absolutely no sense to me because they aren't explaining anything. If right. a call is overturned, tell me why it's overturned. Right. End I mean, rant. Even if, even, if, <laughs> even if the call is confirmed, like, like last night's game, they could have said what the... Replay showed was that the ball hit yep. the hand or the glove first right. and then ricocheted off the bat. Therefore, the, the batter gets first base, call is confirmed. Right? How hard is that? How and, difficult And that would have been that? easy. That would have been a great explanation. Now, it would have been wrong because that's not what happened <laughs> because the hand is a part of the bat and if the ball hits the hand, it's a foul ball. But that's right. a whole other conversation in a whole other segment. Write that down. Maybe we'll talk about Write it tomorrow. Write that down. But that's that's what they could have done, but they don't do that. You're right. It's it's simply them getting on a microphone and going, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a little kid with a microphone in front of you, and, and, and that's all they're doing. And so that's, give that's me some explanation. Is. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, they're acting like this is a big deal and there's going to be more accountability. No, it's nothing. It's, it's a nothing gesture from Major League Baseball. There's no accountability. Nothing matters. They're all crooks. <laughs> okay, my rant's over too. <laughs> Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day, and now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Soli. He's the host, and he brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present, and it's free, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, be sure you give us a follow at Locked On Angels to keep up with everything, and connect with Mike and I on our personal Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow? We are going to give you five reasons why this year's starting staff is performing better than last year's starting staff. That sounds like a great conversation. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Angels. Until tomorrow, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike. Swing, Angels. Swing! (laughs) And that's my brother John. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 